0: Welcome to the Muni 360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni 360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. Today's episode's focus is active management in a turbulent municipal market. I'm happy to be joined today by Ian France, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Ian is a director and research analyst for Mackay Municipal Managers with focus on the high-yield municipal segment of the market. So let's jump right in. Ian, great to have you on today's podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. So Ian, in January, we announced our top five municipal market insights for 2022. As a reminder to our audience, these are our macro views, but also themes that we implement in the portfolios we manage. Since many would agree that the world has evolved significantly over the last 24 months, so has the municipal market. Therefore, our overarching theme for our insights is still embrace change. Well, we've certainly seen that materialize so far where municipals, much like many other of areas of fixed income, have seen a very challenging start to the year. So I pose this to you, Ian. More specific to municipals, what are the key drivers and how does the magnitude of this big move stack up from a historical perspective?
2: Yeah, thanks, Chris. I think the the best way to sort of look at this is to look at the fund flows that we've seen year to date through the week ended May 11th of this year. So far, we've seen 55, approximately 55 billion in outflows from municipal funds year to date. Historically, that is actually the second highest nominally outflow that we've seen in in a single year second to 2013 which was the taper tantrum where we saw approximately 70 billion dollars exit the municipal market through fund flows so far this year we're about 18 weeks into the outflow cycle again seeing 55 billion come out in 2013 in the taper tantrum the outflow cycle actually lasted approximately 40 weeks. But in that case, the outflows actually slowed down and decelerated significantly after the first 20 weeks. So what we're seeing now is uh, performance in municipals that has, municipals have performed negatively year to date, which has been a large function of municipal outflows. And looking historically, this is one of the largest outflow cycles that, that we have seen in the history of our market.
1: That's really helpful. So, just about the second largest, almost recorded second to 2013. That's a, that's an enormous move, which really leads us to the next question regarding the Fed. Of course, no, no surprise that all eyes have been on the Fed and rates, as you point out. Mackay Municipal Managers does not make rate calls or duration bets in the portfolios. However, at the same time, you know we have to talk about the Fed and how they've telegraphed a more aggressive tone, including a 50 basis point tightening in early May, with you know possibly more to come. And so the point and the question is on many clients' minds is, you know, how has the market digested this move so far? And are future rate moves already factored in and priced into the year-to-date sell-off?
2: Yeah. So if you look at, uh, I think this is best best exhibited by looking at the short end of the municipal yield curve and, and really what has happened to that year to date, the municipal yield curve has has flattened, similar to what we've seen that's happened to the treasury curve. The municipal yield curve has, for example, the twos to 10 spread of AAA munis was 82 basis points in January. It now stands at 54 basis points. I think what's more interesting as far as what the muni market is pricing into the market of what the Fed is going to do is if you look at where the two-year AAA municipal treasury yield was in 2018. In 2018, the federal funds lower bound was 2.25%. Today, it's at 75 basis points. In 2018, when Fed funds was at two and a quarter, the two-year municipal yield was at 2%. So in 2018, the highest that Fed funds got in that cycle, Fed funds was 30 basis points wide to where the two-year municipal yield stood. Today, with Fed funds lower bound at 75 basis points, the two-year municipal yield is actually at 2.3%. What this implies is that you could see an additional 175 basis point rate hike today, and if the two-year municipal yield would be unchanged, we would see the the spread between two year municipal AAA to Fed funds be about the same as it was in 2018. So because of this, this is an interesting statistic that shows that the municipal market is pricing in already pricing in a significant Fed move in in the front end of the curve. If you look at ratios, you know two year municipal treasury ratios, some may may believe that the municipal market is actually pricing in too much of, of a fed move on the front end of the curve just looking at the relative cheapness of short munis versus treasuries versus historical patterns
1: that's helpful and maybe another way to look at it as well is is it fair to say that you know in the municipal market you get these knee jerk reactions 70% individual investors there's a lot of emotion do you think that that inflows caused the market, to your point, to almost
2: build in a lot of this move already? Yes. I think, you know, we at Mackay Municipal Managers, we do believe that in the municipal market, since it is predominantly a retail-focused market, their selling pressure tends to be more reactionary than proactive in our market. So as the Fed came out and they started to talk about what they were going to do, and we saw after the first 50 basis point rate hike, that outflows actually accelerated. So we, we have seen a reactionary move from retail investors, even though the Fed has already really signaled for some time, at least for this year, what they plan to do and that they plan to be very hawkish on inflation. We have continued to see reaction to you know what has already occurred. And for that reason, we, we do believe that municipals do, do look cheap to other fixed income asset classes.
1: So let's dig a little bit deeper into buying and selling patterns. You know, We've talked about mutual funds you know, outflows, but there are a number of client types and segments of the market that we follow in terms of buying and selling patterns, you know, looking at various c- categories of market participants, such as, as we said, mutual funds was already one, ETFs, SMAs, crossover buyers, and broker-dealers sell-side trading desks. You know, The buying and selling patterns could vary. So the question really for you, Ian, is what observations do we have on those patterns for these various segments? Are there pockets of demand at this point, at these levels, and is it playing a role on where we see the most compelling value right now?
2: Yeah. So interestingly, in the past week or two, what we've seen is in the midst of municipal mutual fund outflows being severely negative, we have actually seen money coming into municipal ETFs. And historically, over the past few years, municipal ETF flows have actually acted somewhat as a a harbinger of what is to come for mutual fund flows. So in this case, we believe that that could be a sign that people are beginning to notice the relative attractive nature of muni yields right now. And for that reason, people are starting to allocate to to ETFs and that we could see that follow into mutual funds. Uh, We have also heard People have suggested that perhaps it's a tax loss strategy that people may be selling out of their mutual funds, allocating to ETFs, perhaps to reverse that trade later on in order to capture the tax event. One other asset class that we've seen pick up their heads recently, and, and this is according to some of the discussions we've had with, with broker dealers, is SMAs. Earlier in the year, we saw outflows from SMAs, which was really one of the first times in a long time we've seen that in the municipal market. It tends to be the money in that area of the market tends to be very sticky and there doesn't tend to be too large of inflows or outflows. This year, we actually saw elevated outflows. But in our discussions with broker dealers in recent weeks, we have actually heard that inflows into that segment of the market have picked up a little bit We also have seen just because of the absolute level of yields, we've seen interest from institutional crossover buyers, taxable participants, even with exempt munis yielding anywhere between, you know, for a double A, A rated bond between four and a half five percent 5% today is extremely attractive yield for even a, a taxable investor. So we have seen insurance companies come in, people who are looking to match long-dated liabilities, and, and they view the absolute yield levels very attractive. So we have seen, while there has been outflows from mutual fund retail investors, we have seen interest pop up from, from other types of investors, which, again, this generally marks the beginning of a market cycle just looking at historical trends
1: yeah, it is interesting to see at these levels to see other types of client participants you know pick your pick their heads up if they, if you will to sort of look at the market and start to get involved at these levels so it's good to hear that next question really is around liquidity at Mekhi Missile managers, we always and often talk about liquidity management as a core element of our investment process in essence looking to own our own liquidity. What does this mean for investors? And why is it so important in today's market and in
2: portfolios? One of the reasons it's most important in today's market is looking at the, the broker-dealer community and the amount of risk that, the reduced amount of risk really that the broker-dealer community is taking compared to historical trends. Broker-dealer balances of bonds are down significantly from the financial crisis and they're down even further from COVID when the levels that we we saw pre-2020 for this reason, broker-dealers are less willing to provide liquidity to the market, especially during outflow cycles. The performance this year in munis also has not helped as broker-dealers have had losses in their PL, and as a result, they have dialed back risk. So the liquidity situation in the municipal market, there is not great liquidity right now. But we believe at Mackay Municipal Managers, we have always stressed that your portfolio, especially in mutual funds, should consist of liquid bonds. As I mentioned earlier, we've had such severe outflows from municipal mutual funds across the industry. It's important to own liquid bonds because. You want to be able to have good execution if you do need to sell a bond to satisfy an outflow. It's important to own bonds that you are able to have strong execution on. We tend to have or, or focus on trying to have a lower allocation to non-rated bonds for this reason. We find that non-rated bonds in general, project revenues, industrial development bonds, certain bonds tied to specific single asset risky Projects, nursing homes, things of this nature tend to have reduced liquidity. And for this reason, we like to have these non-rated bonds make up a smaller portion of our portfolios. We believe that this provides greater access to liquidity in the market and better execution ultimately for our clients.
1: Great. And we're going to pivot a little bit more into high-yield municipals. Um as a research analyst that focuses on high-yield municipals in our portfolios, he spent some time talking about active positioning
2: in the space and opportunities that we see. The interesting thing about, about high-yield municipals right now, especially in relation to high-yield corporates, is that high-yield corporates have seen credit spreads have have widened in many cases because of the inflationary impact on corporations' uh, bottom line. In inflationary environments, typically corporations have margin compression and the undermining, underlying fundamentals of the credits of, of these corporations tends to to underperform. It's actually in inflationary environments in the municipal market, it's quite the contrary. A lot of the revenue streams that back municipal bonds are tax-backed and and thus nominal in nature. So when inflation is higher, tax revenues are higher, and the credit quality of of certain high-yield credits can improve. What we're seeing now is is really attractive yields for credit quality, pretty good credit quality compared to to corporate yield per credit quality a risk adjusted yield in the municipal market we believe is attractive right now also in the high yield market the amount of the lack of cash that's around to satisfy new issues has given investors more leverage in the new issue market we're seeing much better coupon structures five and five and a half percent even six percent coupons on new issue deals better call structures we're able to have better covenants We're we're able to ask underwriters for better covenant features in deals while we're, we're negotiating a, a new issue deal. So we believe that the quality of, of deals, the structure of deals has actually improved over the, the past several months. And in addition, not only has the structure improved, but you're actually getting better yield for a better structure and better covenants as well
1: a perfect segue to spend maybe a little bit more time in, in municipal credit with the magnitude of the move we've seen based on flows, you know, fear around rates. I think some clients are surprised to hear actually about the state of municipal credit and where it is. And so with that all said, you know, how would you describe the credit landscape currently and what impact has it had so far this year?
2: Municipal credits have no doubt benefited significantly from several things over the past couple years, one of which is the inflationary environment that I just spoke of. When you think about the inflationary impact on certain tax revenue streams, we all see it in our daily lives with home values going up property taxes are higher, property tax collections are going to be higher, consumer spending is higher, therefore nominal sales taxes will be higher. State and local governments are really in some of the the best condition balance sheet and, and both from an operating margin standpoint that we've seen in some time. We've also seen increased uh, level of rating upgrades that, that we've seen this year and, and even over the, the past year for state and local governments as well. State and local governments have benefited significantly from the federal stimulus dollars that were allocated both in 2020 and 2021 from the COVID federal stimulus dollars. So what we're seeing now is state and local governments that have very large budgetary surpluses, plans to reduce debt loads, buy buyback, uh, have pension buyouts, rating upgrades. So we, we really are seeing the state of state and local governments improve significantly and, and offer better opportunities. We also are seeing with pension funds, the performance of capital markets over the past couple of years has really allowed pension funds to improve their funding levels. And for this reason, we're seeing the solvency of certain pension funds, public pension funds improve, which supports these underlying credits as well.
1: It's just amazing to see with the dislocation we've had this year, and then just you know completely balanced by, if you will, the strong foundation of credit right now and the levels we're at today. So, with that said, you know let's focus on high tax states for a minute. Of course, California, and New York come to mind. You know, Ian, you're sitting in Los Angeles on our trading desk. Cal and New York also the two largest issuers in our marketplace. There are often reports of out migration. We get that question all the time where people are leaving the states going to other places you know i guess with all that being said how are california and new york doing how have they held up and you know do
2: we see value going forward yeah so both california and new york are are doing quite well from a, a budgetary standpoint California has many of their tax revenues are derived from capital gains. So we've seen significant tax revenues there. Both are operating above projected uh, budgetary surplus levels. And as far as the the outmigration concern, you know, we really have not seen that affect property values so far. I think that that's one of the concerns that people have in high tax states is that an out migration of individuals will ultimately lower home values, lower property tax values and total tax revenues. But we really just haven't seen that so far. We do observe and watch closely the the census numbers and the census forecasts, even on a yearly basis. But we haven't seen a significant trend that that gives us any concern. When you look at California as well and and the the high tax nature of the state, for, for the credit quality that we see, you're actually you're able to get very attractive income that's exempt from California income taxes. So the absolute yields are, are very attractive, especially given the fact that we believe the credit fundamentals of these high tax states are still very strong.
1: A separate question, uh, over the years, we've met many investors over the years that have historically taken you know, more of a passive buy and hold approach to investing through ladder bond portfolios or separately managed accounts. What is your message to those seeking alternate approaches?
2: Yeah, so I think with with SMAs, you lose, the, as you stated, you lose the active nature of managing a portfolio. I think if if there's one main takeaway, especially over the past two years with what's happened with COVID and what's happening now with inflation in the Federal Reserve, is that yield curve positioning and being able to be active and change with what's happening in the market locating on the yield curve and, and having different type of positioning on the yield curve can can benefit portfolios significantly and provide better income in some cases and, and also produce alpha. I think in, in laddered SMAs, you lose the opportunity for that active approach for the yield curve. You also lose the active nature that we believe at McCann Municipal Managers we can provide through actively trading, finding dislocations in the market and inefficiencies and being able to use our approach to extract value from that.
1: Very helpful, Ian. Appreciate that. And the municipal market is clearly highly complex to say the least. And the case for active management has really never been stronger in our opinion. You know, this has really been a great conversation and our, I'm sure our listener, listeners will find it very helpful to hear your insights today. And before we
2: let you go, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? I think the main takeaway would be to to really just stress the relative attractive nature of municipals versus treasury and, and versus corporates that we're seeing at this point in time. There's really been only a handful of occurrences where municipal to treasury ratios or municipal to corporate ratios have been this cheap over the past decade or longer. And I think that if you simply look at historical trends and if ratios were to normalize back to, to more historical averages, the return opportunity, I think, is very attractive. We really have seen not that many opportunities like this. And typically, when investors invest during such a severe outflow cycle, it tends to lead to, to strong returns over time. I would also stress just the level of absolute yields that we're seeing in the market today. The absolute yield levels are very attractive. And I think if investors are willing to be able to deal with some, some volatility or some up and down mark to market in performance over the course of, of maybe the next few months, long term, these, these yields are, are very attractive for individuals who are looking for long dated annual income streams.
1: Very helpful, Ian. Certainly it can be uncomfortable to go through it on a year-to-date basis, but when you kind of take a step back and look at these levels, pretty interesting and, and compelling to many, particularly looking over the long-term time horizon. Ian, thanks again for joining us from the trading desk out of our Los Angeles office. That wraps up this episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Makai Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening.
0: Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher-rated securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher-rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers, to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Alpha measures a fund's risk-adjusted performance and is expressed as an annualized percentage. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. Interest rate risk is the potential that a change in overall interest rates will reduce the value of a bond. This. Means this material contains the opinions of the Makai Municipal Manager's Team of Makai Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Makai Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Makai Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward-looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Makai Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Makai Shields. Makai Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Makai Shields may be available to all investors limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. The reference to very high quality refers to the ratings of an underlying portfolio of debt securities and are rated by an independent rating agency, such as Standard & Poor's, Moody's, and or Fitch. S&P rates borrowers on a scale from AAA to D. AAA through BBB represent investment grade, while BB through D represent non-investment grade.